Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into and that is how to find your maintenance calories and some benefits of being at your maintenance calories. So yeah, before I dive into that though, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you're sick of just focusing on weight loss and instead want a body recomp, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one or two bottlenecks outside of the training um, protocol, sometimes nutrition that we figure out that's keeping you from seeing the results you want to see. And these are typically holding people back more than they think. So if you're interested in learning more about coaching, there's a link in the show notes. You can reach out to me on Instagram or fill out the application and we can um, move forward with that process. Um, if you aren't interested in full coaching, I do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for the next uh, couple months. The link to that is in the show notes as well. Uh, if you want to learn more about a body recomp, what it is, how to do it, I have my free masterclass on body recomp. Uh, and you can find the link to that in the show notes. Um, and that will help give you an idea of what is the process of body recomp um, look like, how is it different from weight loss and whatnot there. Next, if you don't yet, give me a follow on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. And that's where I'm most active on social media. And then lastly, if you have found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So what I want to talk about is uh, maintenance calories. So I first want to go over a few things around maintenance, some misconceptions, and then we'll talk about how to find it and how to adjust it depending on what is going on with your scale weight. All right. So I think first I want to start up with a uh, you know, common misconception um, that ends up hurting people's body comp progress over time. And this is thinking that being at your maintenance calories means you aren't making progress. So a lot of times people just think that it means, oh, they're just going to maintain what they currently have. And I think this gets people to shy away from it, right? And this gets people to be like, oh, neither you need to be in a surplus or in a deficit um, to make a change to my body. And I think, this, I think this stems mainly from the word maintenance there with that, right? However, your maintenance calories are when your energy intake calories in are around your energy expended, which would be your calories burned, not just your calories burned through exercise. And there's a lot of good things that can happen when you are when you are at your maintenance calories. We'll go over that. But again, I want to first get people to stop confusing maintenance calories with not making progress. I think that's the first thing that I want to establish here and establish what maintenance calories are, right? Again, it just means that from an energy balance standpoint, you are at maintenance, right? Not maintenance of progress. So there's a lot of good things that can happen when you are at energy balance, right? Where that intake matches up. Now, again, this isn't going to be one exact number. It's going to be multiple, but we'll talk about this here in a little bit, but I do want to talk about a lot of good things that can happen. So first you can build muscle here. The only exception would be that if you do have a lot of muscle already and are on the leaner side, you probably want to push uh, into that surplus a little bit, but you still can build muscle here um, at maintenance. It's just probably going to be a little bit less under certain conditions than you would be at. in most cases it's going to be less than what it would be in a small surplus. Now, again, a lot of people have a lot of things that they can dial in before they need to get into surplus to really maximize muscle growth, right? And you can do that at your maintenance calories. So you can build muscle here. Your body's going to feel best um, when it's at energy balance, right? So this is going to support hormone balance. This is going to this is going to have efficient nutrient utilization and just overall metabolic health when you're at this kind of 
maintenance energy, right? Again, your hormones feel like they're in a good spot. Your body just performs and is optimized here at this state. Surplus, you could probably say the same thing too. However, over time, that surplus will start to like slow things down and your body will start to... Most people who don't focus on nutrition are in a surplus, whether they think they are or not, and they gain weight slowly over time. And again, we know that the issues that can arise when that goes on for too long. So again, being in this like energy balance, your body's going to feel best here and whatnot there. Improved performance, adequate caloric intake supports optimal performance and workouts and daily activities. So again, you're really going to feel good in your training. And again, this is compared to a, a, a calorie deficit. And again, it, in an extended period of time in a surplus, when you start to gain too much body fat, we're going to see this improved um, performance. So training is going to be much better, which lends itself to putting you in a better position to build muscle um, there as well too. There's also more flexibility slash mental well-being with food here at maintenance. You avoid the stress and anxiety often associated with being in a, in a calorie deficit. So we also get uh, that aspect of it as well too, right? We have more flexibility. We don't have to think as rigid with our food choices when we, are, when we have more calories to work with. So again, that can be super helpful long-term. Nutrient um, ensures you're getting enough calories to meet your nutrient needs, supporting overall health and immune function as well too. Again, this gives us a better chance. So long as we're focused on diet quality, you could eat at maintenance calories and it'd be all kind of low quality food. And that's, you are going to miss out on some vitamins and minerals. But if we have a pretty good diet quality overall, this can really help with immune function. It can help make sure you get all the vitamins and minerals you need. And again, that's going to lead to you feeling better and your body just being more optimal in general with taking in food and just day-to-day -day activities as well too. Lower stress levels, fat loss dieting can cause stress both mentally and physically. So again, by being at maintenance, whether this be from like a less food restriction, again, we know all the downsides of being in a fat loss phase or being in a calorie deficit, higher hunger levels, making sure that you're seeing your weight trend down, less flexibility, this can all lead to higher stress levels. And then also on top of it, being in a calorie deficit is a stressor on the body. Same thing with the calorie surplus. Now in the short term, maybe not, but long-term calorie surplus is going to be something that will be a stressor on the body. Whereas when you're at your maintenance energy intake, that's not going to be a, a stressor on the body and it's going to be where your body feels most comfortable at. So again, we're going to have lower stress levels. It also supports gut health. So it can support a healthy gut microbiome and promote regular bowel movements, contributing to overall digestive health. So again, we take when we're in a deficit over time, things can start to slow down from a digestive standpoint. Part of this is due to the downregulation in thyroid and then just less food overall coming in. So things can start to slow down. There's been a lot of instances from working with clients and just hearing from people who are potentially going to work with me and have struggled with fat loss in the past that they have struggled with um, gut health. Whether they realized it or not, there was a part of it was from being in a deficit. But then we take a surplus too. And the same thing can happen long-term where, you know, just getting that amount of food in it that it takes to get to a deficit may start to um, impact your gut health. So again, being at your maintenance calories, again, put your body in that optimal position to just thrive all around there with that. And digestive health is another thing that can improve. Improve sleep quality. It can contribute to better sleep quality by supporting hormonal balance and reducing stress levels, which are often associated with restrictive diet. So a lot of times people will wake up super hungry when they're in a deficit. Again, maybe they're just generally under-recovered, which sleep could help, but uh, it, it's more so the stress, right? High stress of dieting. Again, we know that a calorie deficit is a stressor on the body. And so this can all lead to decreased sleep quality. And so by being at maintenance, again, you can see an improvement in your, in your sleep quality. So times when I use maintenance calories for 
clients are going to be getting them started to find a baseline, taking a break from fat loss. So whether that be diet breaks, time in between fat loss phases, to go back, getting them started to find a baseline, which can be super helpful to find your maintenance calories. It can be helpful to find your maintenance calories to, to get a baseline, right? So this helps you figure out whether you need to, how much, where you need to like, it's basically your home base, right? So you can return back to it if you need to. But again, uh, it also gives you an idea of where to start from a nutrition perspective. Now it's like, hey, this is your maintenance. This is what's going to maintain your weight. Now we know, hey, if we take this amount away, that's going to be more likely to put you in a deficit. This amount of calories is going to be more likely to put you into a surplus. And then we adjust from there. Getting started to find your, it can be super helpful from that standpoint. Again, we can take a break, use it to take a break from fat loss. So whether that be a diet break, if you have one or two weeks where you need to take a diet break, where your maintenance calories are at, where to get them back to, and times in between fat loss phases. So again, you would be able to, where your maintenance is at, you know how to get back there. But again, using these maintenance calories, we talked about all the benefits of being at maintenance. You can see why it would be beneficial to add these, get back to your maintenance calories during a fat loss phase from time to time. I also use it to help clients who to build muscle for those who have a good amount of muscle to gain and don't want to gain a lot of body fat uh, in the process. Maybe they're a little bit more worried about gaining body fats for them. Getting them to maintenance calories is going to put them into a good spot to build muscle without adding a ton of body fat. And again, so this goes back to, to build muscle for those who have always weight loss dieted it, uh, but need to take a break and build muscle. So for that particular avatar, again, getting them to their maintenance calories is going to be super, super helpful there. Uh, maybe I use it for somebody who's you know, dieted multiple times. Again, we need to establish a good maintenance calorie we need to establish your maintenance calories so that way you stop this yo-yoing of dropping a ton of weight, gaining it all back, this vicious cycle of doing that over and over again. Um, so again, it can be super helpful to get to your maintenance calories if this is you. You have performance-related goals. If you're somebody who's an athlete and you need to make sure you are fueling yourself enough to where you don't drop weight, but also to where you can't gain a ton of weight. Again, you would, we would use maintenance calories for that. So again, you're going to be in a good spot to have, uh, you know, to optimize your performance, right? Because you're fueling yourself enough, but not too much and not too little um, as well. Maybe you have a busy time in your life, whether you're going to be a new parent, you are uh, have classes, uh, like class, like school, um, again, a new job, uh, any other life responsibility, this would be a great time um, to go to your maintenance calories during this period of time as well too. So then that way, again, we put your body in a good position there to handle all the stress and everything like that comes with added responsibilities there with that. Again, just to summarize that, again, times when we would use maintenance calories, getting to find a baseline, taking a break from fat loss dieting, uh, to build muscle, especially for those who have always weight loss dieted it, but need to take a break from weight loss dieting and build muscle. Maybe you're somebody who's yo-yo dieted multiple times, you have performance-related goals, or maybe you have a busy time in your life. And lastly, maybe you just don't want to focus on gaining or losing. You just want to give your give yourself a break mentally from trying to do either one of those, and that would be a great time to use uh, your maintenance calories um, as well, so a bonus one there uh, as well. All right, so a couple things on maintenance calories. Um, like I talked about, your weight is going to be more like a range versus an exact number. So again, for example, 100, say you're 168 pounds, your maintenance weight may be like 165 to 171. Um, any short-term fluctuation is just water weight. Uh, you need to look at longer trends. Keeping your weight within two and a half percent is a good rule of thumb um, there with that. So again, if you're 168 and then the next day you wake up and you're 169.2, it's not that you're in a surplus, right? Again, there's probably some water weight things that are going on there with that. And then lastly, uh, your maintenance calories are a range and not an exact number. So again, your maintenance calories are probably not 2464. That's probably more like 2300 to 2600. Some people may have a larger or smaller range, which we'll talk about here. What does that look like? How do you know if you are or not? All right. So that kind of give you an overview of maintenance when we want to use it, some myths around it, and yeah, some misconceptions there. So 
The truth, though, is that you aren't going to find your true maintenance calories in less than two weeks, unless you're just out of random luck, but you probably wouldn't know right away. This is probably going to take at least three to four weeks or more uh, of some trial and error to find that. So here's how I go about this process and how you can find yours as well, too. So again, we talked about a couple of misconceptions. It's not your weight. Your maintenance weight is not an exact number. It's a little bit of a range. Um, again, maintenance calories are also a range. And then lastly, the other myth is that you cannot make progress maintenance calories. Again, we dispelled that. We can make great progress at maintenance, um, especially from a muscle building perspective. However, for fat loss, you do need to be under your maintenance calories. Fat loss will be the only thing that will be hampered during this period of time. But we can always go back to a calorie deficit later on. All right, so how to find your maintenance calories. So one, we can either use a calculator to get within the ballpark, or you can just do this simple equation here where you just take your weight and uh, multiply it by 13 to 17. Again, most calculators are fine to get you into a ballpark. If you're worried about weight gain, then start on the low end of the 13 to 17 and go from there. From there, you're going to track your calories, steps, and body weight. So that way we can see where those things are at. And then from there, you're going to take your average weight for each week. You're going to do this for two to three weeks and see where your average weight during that period of time. And ideally for the weigh-ins, we would take a minimum of three weigh-ins under the same conditions and take the average for that week and kind of see. Okay. So again, we have these three steps. You're going to use a calculator or use that simple equation there to get you within a ballpark. Um, again, we know that's a ballpark. It's not going to be 100% accurate, but it gets you within a, a range. From there, you're going to start tracking your calories, steps, and body weight. And then you're going to take the average of your of three weigh-ins at a minimum um, and, and see where that average weight is for the week. And then you're going to adjust that off of those weeks and see where things are going. And we'll talk about what this looks like exactly. All right. So we have a couple different scenarios here. So when you do this, okay, so you do those three things, there's three things that could happen. One, let's say if your weight shows a trend in one direction over two to three weeks, then you can potentially make an adjustment with your calories. All right. So let's take a weight gain example here with this. In the weight gain example, week one, your average weight is 168. Week two, your average weight is 168.6. And then week three, your average weight is one. So three weeks in a row there where your weight trended up. So in this scenario, you may be in a small calorie surplus. So you can either one, decrease calories by two and a half to 5% and or make a small increase in steps or check to see if you're accidentally eating more calories than you think track. So run an energy audit, see what's going on there. If not, then you can make those small changes to either decreasing calories or making a small increase in your overall movement. You could also keep things the same as you may just be increasing water weight slightly. That's if you're somebody who's okay with a little bit of, if you're if you're okay with, hey, if I gain a little bit here, I'm okay because I'm probably building muscle in this process. But if you're somebody who worries about this, then you might want to do the things in the first step here. If after two to three more weeks, after you make a change and you can either, if two to three more weeks go by and you didn't make, and you didn't make a change and you continue this trend upwards, you should make a change listed above at this point because then you are in a surplus, right? If this goes on for another two to three more weeks. It's like, all right, you're probably in a surplus here uh, at this point. All right, so let's take, again, a weight loss example. Your weight's trending down. You're not trying to see it trend down, but it is. So say you're 168 in week one, week two, you're 167.5, and then week three, you're 167.1. Again, a clear trend down for three weeks in a row. In this scenario, you may be in a small deficit. So at this point, you can either increase calories by 2.5 to 5% and or make a small decrease in steps. Or again, run an energy audit and check to see, hey, am I maybe, am I maybe accidentally eating fewer calories than I think I am, right? Like I'm logging 2,800. I don't know 100% if that serving size is right. I did skip a meal that day, et cetera. Again, a little bit harder to do it that way than underreporting, but again, that still could definitely be a thing. Or again, you can keep things the same as you may just be decreasing water weight slightly. Okay. So again, we don't know for sure there on that, but you could be decreasing water weight a little bit. 
But again, if two to three more weeks go by and you still continue to trade downwards, then you definitely need to make a change listed above. All right. So what about if you're like in an up and down example? So week one, you're at 168. Week two, you're at 169. Week three, you're at 167. So it's, you're up and down uh, with this. In this case, you are most likely close to your maintenance calories. Again, you can push up your calories a bit more if you want to test it, or you can increase your steps a bit more and also push up your calories if that is something you want to do to test out. At this point, you, you're probably at maintenance calories. There's just some water weight stuff going on, but you can adjust if you potentially want to there with that, right? So I gave you three examples here of what could potentially be going on. And so you have some options there to make adjustments with that. Once you show some stabilization, you have found your maintenance calories, stabilization in terms of your weight. You can now use these to determine where to go for a calorie surplus or a calorie deficit if you wish. And you have an idea of where you need to return to when finished with a surplus or deficit. You do a surplus and you're like, hey, I want to go back to my maintenance. We have a good idea where that's at. Same thing with deficit. Over time, as you add more muscle and or improve your habits, you might see a small change in your maintenance calories, meaning they may go up a little bit potentially, but this isn't going to be a massive difference overall. So you still will have a idea there with it. So to sum this up, you aren't going to find your maintenance calories overnight. It's going to take some trial and error on your part to find it. You might get lucky and find it within two to three weeks, or it may take you up to four to eight weeks. So with client new clients that come in to establish this, we do take the first three to six weeks to figure this out and see, again, because this can be very helpful to determine off the bat where this is at. And then we can obviously adjust along the way. And again, it gives us that it gives us that home base to, to go back to. So again, it's super important to establish this maintenance. And we know that you can make progress at maintenance regardless. So it's a good spot to, to be in there with that. So that was my summary of maintenance calories. Again, we went over some myths. We went over some misconceptions. We went over times when it would benefit to be at your maintenance calories. And we also figured out how to find your maintenance calories. So you should be set up here for maintenance. That's it for this episode. And I will chat with you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.